You're listening to a Roddenberry Podcast. Jessica Lynn Verde, and this is your Sci-Fi 5, 5 minutes of science fiction history for March 4th. Sci-Fi TV in the pre-Star Wars 70s was an exercise in how to do sci-fi without setting it in space. It seemed like an endless string of shows took place in post-apocalyptic desertscapes that all happened to look a lot like the more arid parts of Southern California. But in early 1977, one show took to the water to seek out new life. And that's how we met The Man from Atlantis, which premiered on this day in 1977, with TV's Patrick Duffy playing a dazed man with web fingers and unusual eyes washed up on a beach amid a tangle of seaweed. Marine biologist Elizabeth Merrill discovers him and quickly finds that the key to nursing him back to health is to put him back in the water, his native environment, because he's unlike any human she's ever seen. Since he has no memory of where he came from or who he is, he adopts the name Mark Harris, and plenty of uses for his unique talents are already being considered, but a lot of those uses are military, and Mark's just not keen on helping the human race find ways to hurt one another. But his ability to hold his breath longer than human and swimmers and his ability to endure the enormous pressure at ocean depths also makes him useful to Dr. Merrill's home base, the Institute for Oceanic Research though he's still occasionally called on for search and rescue missions, like the mystery of a missing research sub. But step by step, the search for it leads to the underwater lair of Mr. Schubert, who's planning to take over the world, which, to be fair, seems like a thing a lot of guys with underwater lairs do in their spare time. Man from Atlantis was the creation of Mayo Simon, the writer behind such big screen sci-fi movies as Phase 4, Future World, and the screenplay adaptation of Marooned, and Herb Solo, the very same Herb Solo, who, when he was working as a Desilu Studios programming executive, sold a little show called Star Trek to NBC. Solo landed Man from Atlantis, a home at NBC as well, bringing with him another Star Trek veteran, producer Robert H. Justman. So, how much Star Trek DNA did the Man from Atlantis inherit, and what was still ahead for him? Filming Man from Atlantis required some extraordinary swimming prowess from its star, Patrick Duffy, who was a trained scuba diver and was up for the challenge, including filming underwater scenes where he'd mouth his lines, which he would then dub his voiceover later. While Duffy couldn't quite hold his breath as long as his character could, his ability to do so was tested to its limits on numerous occasions. Three further TV movies followed the success of the first movie, with each of them doing well enough in the ratings even during the summer months to merit a weekly series in the fall, which made it to mid-season before going under for the last time. Neither the frequent underwater filming nor the sets for the Institute submarine, The Cetacean, were really that much cheaper than, well, a sci-fi show based in space. But every time the camera panned around the bridge of The Cetacean and showed its recurring, ethnically diverse crew, it seemed like perhaps the show's Star Trek alumni had brought the spirit of that show beneath the sea. The series frequently combined the earnest charm of Duffy in the lead role with the over-the-top zaniness of former Batman villain Victor Buono as Mr. Schubert, who became the show's main recurring villain. But even big-name guest stars like Pernell Roberts, Billy Barty, Kareem
Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Renee Aubergenois, Ted Cassidy, future Karate Kid mentor Pat Morita, and future Battlestar Galactica star Lorette Spang couldn't save the weekly show. In its defense, it was entertaining and had one of TV's all-time best theme tunes, but all of those things combined still weren't drawing in the viewers. The writing was on the wall behind the scenes as well, as Duffy took time to go audition for a part on an upcoming show called Dallas. But his stint as the man from Atlantis obviously kept the actor's imagination bubbling because he wrote an original Man from Atlantis novel in 2016, which both continues the story and explores where Mark Harris really came from. This has been 5 Minutes of Science Fiction History, your daily Sci-Fi 5 for March 4th. Sci-Fi 5 is produced by Roddenberry Entertainment, executive producer Rod Roddenberry. This is a Roddenberry Podcast. For more great podcasts, visit podcast.roddenberry.com.